All right, we're live. Pancreation Philosophy, episode 75. I'm your host, Pocholo Cruz. And before we begin, this podcast is brought to you by listeners such as yourself. It's like public broadcasting, but we're sponsored by some guys on Patreon, so just some random people. All right, let's give a shout-out to them. Shout-out to Austin, even though I haven't seen you in a while, probably due to your wife keeping me at home. Amir, Danny Nguyen... Shout out to Jake, Landry, Jay White, who just got a home, Kong, Ken Domo, aka Franco, Kenji Campbell, Mikhail Jackson, and Nuri. Alright, and that was all made possible through Patreon. Patreon continuous crowdfunding. You can find me at patreon.com slash pancreation. That's P-A-N-K-R-A-T-I-O-N. Alright, enough about that. Let's talk about my guest today. He's the host of a podcast called Fatim and Friends, and he's also the co-creator of a comic called The Adventures of Beefcake and Butterball. Here is Adam Tiller. What's up, dude? What Thanks up, for having me on. No problem. Thanks for coming on. So, <laughs> quick question. Uh, so, how, what was the inspiration for Beefcake and Butterball? <laughs> Other than just sounding funny already. Yeah. I... This was like probably seven or eight years ago. Okay. I was dating this Korean girl. All and right. I don't know why I like kept drawing this caricature okay. of like beefcake. And okay. like that's how I always saw myself okay. as a cartoon. But it was never like how Chase drew up the comic. It just was this like weird blob with like one eye bigger than the other. Yeah, it looks it's like kinda like a meatball. Yeah. Like, but if meatball had like legs, I guess. Yeah, it's okay. literally a piece of cake made of beef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's why that term is always like funny to me. Like beef cake because it's like what 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 is that? It yeah, and yeah. even just like looking on Google, yeah. messing around with that, I was like, what what can I even? Because I was trying to explain it to Chase, the okay. artist. Yeah. Um, what I wanted out of it, and I really didn't know. I just wanted it to look as stupid as possible. Impossible. Well, yeah, that's and, <laughs> and like I thought. Comics have always been something I really like. Like okay. I, I grew up watch, or reading Calvin and Hobbes Calvin, and then okay. watching Garfield when I was yeah. younger and stuff. And it's it's like really challenging to write in a comedic way in a super short form. Like yeah, that. when you got like what four panels? Yeah, and you have to get out of the you know that it really is. It's a different kind of art form because you don't really you have to be you have to have a joke or have to have like some kind of funny idea in like a short amount of time yeah and short amount of visuals too and it's interesting because like certain things i don't know what your writing process is like but like i'll see stuff or observe stuff and i'll I'll just write it down but like if i'm trying to write a joke sometimes like stand-up form doesn't work best because yeah the joke's coming from me and like i can't make fun of somebody in Seattle most of the time because mm-hmm. everybody's pretty sensitive. Yes. So this is a way to like take the jabs that I like to uh, in a different in, in, form, it. but it's not me that's doing it. It's like these two characters. Yeah, so it's almost like it's almost like a joke via proxy yeah. in terms of this. Okay. That's and, that's that's a very interesting standpoint. In the the first yeah. episode, like there was this guy at LA Fitness. Yeah. And dude, he was <laughs> he just was so 
he was that prototypical guy that you see at the gym. You're like, motherfucker. Like, he's so loud and, like, yeah. he wants to be friends with everybody. Yeah. He never, he's never actually exercising. Yeah, he's just like, socializing. Yeah. Yeah, he's exercising yeah. his tongue and it, his mouth by just, like, talking. Yeah. And he, he's just obnoxious, but, like, that's his space. Yeah. And he's just kind just of ruining gym. it for yeah. everybody else. Like, yeah. he's not even fit. He's just, yeah. like, doughy, but, like, yeah. he, he gets a lot of bench press reps in. Yeah. And, I've watched like I'm just a very observant person, so I've like yeah. seen him multiple times. Like I gotta do something with that. So that was part of the inspiration. Like I like the idea of these two characters being really into the gym, but yeah. never, never seeing the aesthetic yeah. benefits of exercise. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's so true because a lot of people they they equate like time spent like oh that's all working kind of yeah. like well you know it's like in the office like oh. I spent eight hour days, but like how how many of those hours was actually working? Not many. Not many, yeah. exactly. Or just like you know, people in the gym. Oh, spend an hour in the gym. Yeah, probably ten minutes of maybe yeah. max of work. It's you can get <laughs> yeah. the as much out of like a fifteen minute workout as an hour and a half if you're doing it a specific way, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it's somebody like that that I like making fun of, but it's it's tricky right now with like. Target comedy, I think, is a lot of fun. Like, if you grew up yeah. being picked on, yeah, like it, it's something that you can you can laugh at now. Like yes. it, as you're older, like oh, they were just picking on me or whatever. But there's this culture of like everybody's feelings. Like you have to respect everyone's feelings before they even know they're having those feelings oh or what those feelings are. Yeah, and so it's fun to play with this form and be able to take those shots creatively yeah. yeah but not have it be me like do yeah. it's it's yeah. two characters and yeah no that that that's an interesting way of putting it that's an interesting way of also performing that kind of comedy but yeah it's i know that almost like the anti yeah the anti-targeting the anti-bullying or yeah what, what, what have you it's almost like I know it's it's like kind of it's kind of like the anti-vaxxer way of dealing with emotions. Mm -hmm. It's just like oh, we just gotta take away <laughs> like it's, that kind of emotional calm. I'm like, wait, what? Like that's not how that works. Yeah. It, the thing that bothers me is like I'm okay with people being respected and like yeah. there being boundaries, but I think it's important that everybody kind of gets a say in what those boundaries are, and it doesn't feel like that's the case. It's like mm. there's this big movement of everybody, we can't do this, we can't shame those people. And yeah. like, how, where's the line? Like, if you can't shame victims, like, are we going to start getting to a point where we're like, you can't shame offenders either? Yeah. Like, I know that yeah. guy fucked seven kids, but yeah. like, you can't shame him. Like, he, he he's got a, feelings exactly. too. Well, he must have had a good he, reason for killing all those prostitutes. Yeah, yeah it's Come like, on. well, he, he's yeah. supposed to have feelings, but he's actually a psychopath, so he yeah. doesn't have feelings. But yeah. we can't shame him we either. We can't shame him for not having feelings. Yeah. How he can't it's, feel those? It's just, yeah. It's a. At what point is there some amount of like. I don't know. I don't know what the point is necessarily yeah. I'm trying to make, but yeah. it just. No, but it's, it's, a, it's like a murky water. Like to swim in, because you're like, wait, what? <laughs> it's what are a we slippery doing slope for yes. sure. Because you start getting to a point where if you can't say those things and you can't express yourself, like, what can you say? And I, yeah, I, there's been all this controversy about the Dave Chappelle special. Yes. And like, I've been talking to a lot of people about it. Hardcore comedy people recognize that 
It's a fucking joke. Like, yes. It's a joke. The alphabet people out there. Yeah. Know, it's so good. It's Yeah. But there are these other people that see it and they, they just don't understand comedy. Yeah. And they think that Dave Chappelle has this additional agenda. Like, as a comedian, you speak about your life you talk about your experiences and like what has his experience been for the past couple years yes people claiming that he's transphobic and all these things like i think if any of those people had a conversation with dave Chappelle, they would be very surprised by how knowledgeable he is on those topics well because they're highlight they're picking what to highlight on you know they're picking like certain words or certain like you know sentences like from there, I mean, you can make you can make anyone look bad, or you can make anyone look good, really, with like just a small amount, like a small kind of frame from there. And but, uh, and they yeah. focus on the things that validate their arguments, like no, exactly, he, he yeah. sold out and whatever. Like Dave, Dave Chappelle <laughs> yeah. got offered whatever it was, a hundred million dollars, yeah, for his Netflix specials, not because he's doing controversial material, because. He's the best comedian there is right now. Yeah. I mean, who's it's, better? It's definitely, yeah, it's merit-based. It's not like, oh, they just happen to do it. But, um, but you know, and he also brings up a good point. Or talking about, uh, talking about, like, Kevin Hart. And, like, oh, man, Kevin Hart was great for, like, four tweets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but, but yeah. even that, yeah. that stuff is crazy to me because... You look at Delirious and, like, Raw and all yeah. of, I mean, that stuff's on Netflix right now. It has not aged well. No. Like, or, or, he's dropping, like, yeah. strong, I mean, what's considered hate speech now in yes. the first five minutes. Yes. Like, no, yeah, if Eddie Murphy had done Delirious in 2019, man. Well, he's going to do something yeah. in 2020. Oh, yes. Yeah, he just okay. signed a big deal. He hasn't done stand-up in like in 20 like years. 20 years. Damn. I don't think it matters oh, no. with him. I don't, I don't think so either. I, I remember I was watching an episode of like comedians in cars getting coffee. Mm-hmm. And, like him and Jerry Seinfeld. And it's like, is he, it's... You know, he's just he's just a master at it. You know, he he just decided to have not done it and do, you know, crappy kids' movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that either. Yeah. It's, I mean... Eddie Murphy is still really good in a cap- crappy kids movie. Yeah. Adam Sandler is. is- <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what they're yeah. doing with those Adam Sandler movies, but there was a turning point I th- where... I think it just might be... At this point, I think it might be just a joke in itself. I think so, too. I, I think Because so, I think he's, gonna think he's like, how crappy can I... Because I think it's almost the same kind of... Um, you know, like Steven Seagal movies. It's like you know, if you know Steven Seagal, just plays the same character in every movie. Yeah. I think I want to say like, man, is he just that unaware, or is he a comic genius? Uh, he, <laughs> just, yeah, I have to go yeah. with unawareness. Oh, definitely. No, he's, he's definitely most unaware. But it's it would be hilarious though if like I, don't, I I like to look at it like, oh, maybe Steven Seagal is just like is a is a comedic genius and just decide to play every character or just, uh, play the same character in every movie. Yeah, the Ashton but, Kutcher yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, it's funny because there's like two ends of that spectrum where I think most comedians are like hyper aware, like good comedians. Yeah. It, they have this ability to not only like see their truths, but then see how they're seen on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost like that third person perspective. Which is really, yeah. really hard to do. Like, yeah. it's not. I mean, with video, it helps and shit, but, like, I think it just comes with time. And yeah. so you have somebody, like, 
Adam Sandler, I have to imagine, really knows how what he's presenting and like how he appears. Oh yeah. I don't think Steven Seagal does it. No, all. no, <laughs> Steven Seagal. Well, I mean, I'm I'm heavily involved in martial arts, so I know Steven Seagal is very unaware. Yeah. Of a lot of a lot of things, but yeah, uh, Segura yeah. has a full like 15 minutes. I, I don't know if you've ever seen no, any I, of his I'm specials. Pretty, I'm pretty sure. On Steven Seagal, and it's just yeah. him like being uncomfortably racist to like. Yes. Like every Asian person, he bows to yeah, regardless. Bows. Yes, yes. No, I, I do remember that. He, yeah. he calls like any person of color like dog or like. Yeah. Like, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Steven. Se- I feel like Steven Seagal is just you know, one controversy away from becoming you know Hulk Hogan. Oh man. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like him, him and Hulk Hogan are pretty, are pretty close in that kind of. Regard. Hulk Hogan yeah. though, like. I don't know if you ever watched Hogan Knows Best. <laughs> I've watched a couple episodes actually. It was surprisingly yeah. really entertaining. Like I think at the time there was yeah. there was this period of time that, that was his reality TV show, right? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, with him and his daughter. Yeah, his daughter, a, a pop like, star. Yeah, the dumbest family on TV at that time for sure. Like it was yeah, because Kardashians wasn't on yet, was it? No, and it so. they had like the. Aussie show or whatever for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. And it was yeah, just MTV's, like, how many times can we bleep yeah. Yeah. on live TV? And yeah. it was before streaming, so it was, you really, I think that was towards the end of, like, program TV yeah. for, for pop MTV, culture yeah. shows. Yeah. Like, people still watch program TV for, like, The Biggest Loser now, which I think that actually makes those people the biggest loser that they're, like, that, hanging they're, out. They're to, watching. What the fuck are you doing yeah. if, like, you're watching TV, like, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, this is on TV. Like, go do something and yeah. watch it when it's convenient for yeah. you. Like, Also, yeah, we live in the age of DVR. Yeah. And, like, internet TV is, like, come on. Yeah, I, I feel like, well, I know it's so... Well, even back then, I don't really think there wasn't really a show or really anything that I would want that would... That I would want to watch, I guess, other than comedy. Celebrity Rehab was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, with Dr. Drew before it got weird. Okay. And then, I'm trying to think, there was like Rock of Love okay. um, with Brett Michaels. And the, they oh, were. The guy from Poison, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was. There were all these spin offs, which the thing was, I was dating this girl at the time. Yeah. And it was, I don't know if you've been in one of these relationships where it just wasn't. Like, you weren't having very much fun because you didn't have that much in common. Yeah. And so you ended up just watching a lot of TV, but, like, you had to find TV that both of you would enjoy, uh, and it just always yeah. ended up on, like, no. weird reality <laughs> yeah. TV. Yeah, that was, like, the common ground. Yeah, because no. I'll watch anything, dude. Like, if you put on something on TV, I'll be like, fuck, I can get into, like, Hoarders or, yeah. like, definitely Pawn Stars or some Pawn stupid Stars. shit yeah. like that. But when you're talking... Girls like girls don't want to watch dumb shit on TV, for well, unless it's like their own dumb shit. Yeah, like that, f- dumb shit for females. I don't. I don't think yeah. there's anything on TV I won't watch. Okay. Like maybe, hmm, even like the half ton teen. I like that a lot. Half ton teen. Yeah, you never seen no, that. No man, dude. I don't watch really. I guess I've been missing a lot. Oh, it's yeah. Well, one thing I, I avoid that by not being in a lot of relationships. So I guess that's how I <laughs> yeah. avoided having to watch a lot of TV. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, I was mainly play. I mainly played like video games, which probably explains the lack of relationships too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. You said that, not me, but yeah. I, oh, no, very <laughs> what are you playing? Was that, well, I don't I don't play video games now, but um, I guess like well back back in the, I I played a lot of Pokemon, which mm-hmm. you know probably didn't help the the like the, Game yeah. Boy version. Yeah, I played Game Boy version, Game Boy Advance, SP. Like pretty much, I've I've started playing Pokemon like back when it came out in like '96, and then it came out in '96. Yeah, dude, it came out '96. I thought it came out like closer to 2000. Nope. But the uh, yeah, so first Pokemon came out '96, probably. The U.S. version, I think, was, like, 98, because I was very young when I first got it. I remember I got it for, like, I think it was still the original Game Boy mm-hmm. at, the, that, at the time. But I didn't have, I didn't ha- well, I did have the refrigerator, you know, like, the brick. Yeah, but yeah. I, th- I think I also had, like, a Game Boy Mini, and I ended up getting a Game Boy Color. Yeah. But yeah, I played, yeah, I played a lot of Pokemon, but I just liked a lot, a lot I liked a lot of those RPG games, like Final Fantasy Pokemon, a, bu- a bunch of those things. There were some sick yeah. RPG games, like yeah, the Pokemon one was dope. Well, the Pokemon's a very deep RPG game. Like a lot of people, for I guess, well, don't really consider it like that because of the you know monster collection and stuff and how it's aimed towards kids. But it's a really, it's pretty deep. I mean, it's so nerdy, but yeah, it's a, it's a real, it's a real deep system, like fighting system. Yeah, essentially in terms of like you know types and attacks and strategy, like. They've. I've definitely got went. Well, I didn't get as far deep as some of my other friends. They got into like competitive, like Pokemon battling. Yeah. But um. Yeah. There's there's a whole there's a whole big meta game in, the, in Pokemon battling. The yeah. problem with Pokemon, like, look, I don't know if that game does well now so oh, much because it does incredibly well. But in terms, in terms yeah. of like how I guess what always drove me crazy about the game is. To get started, there was so much work required to get your characters to like where they were gonna be. Yeah, like you didn't want to go to a gym and yeah. fight that boss without like a. I know, know what you mean. You gotta grind. Yeah, you gotta level grind. Yeah. yeah, and that part of it is. I don't know if I don't know how kids are playing games today, but yeah. like I don't think people want to do that grind as much. I think it's more. It's it's definitely more streamlined now, because I played. I didn't. I didn't play the last generation. Oh no, I did play the last generation. I think it's on generation eight or something like that, but um, it's a lot. It's yeah, they've done a lot to uh, make it more about battling. Or well, I guess not more about, but it's more streamlined experience. Like yeah. You don't. It's not quite. A, it's also just not as difficult. Yeah. Like from there, like you can get. Um, for the last one, there was no. The gym leaders were different, and by that I mean like they were. It was so the way it was like Pokemon Sun and Moon. The situation was, or the the map was essentially um like a game version of the hawaiian islands mm-hmm. so each like island had like a gym leader or like, i think what did they call them they called them like i forget what the name was but it was something they were essentially gym leaders but the way that you would get you would you know you would pokemon battle but the way you would get through or you would find them was through like different kind of adventures like one guy was in a volcano and then you had to like figure out they were so there were these pokemon that uh that had like hit eggs or something so there would be like different challenges yeah to find like each gym leader and then it would kind of end a pokemon battle but there would be different ways for you you wouldn't be just like your simple go in battle everybody and then go there'd be like different kind of tasks and stuff well, like dude, that yeah at the time too when you were playing those games there are a couple th- i have a lot of thoughts on pokemon okay number one man is, this is i didn't know but yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna out. dive we'll on this let's go. yeah <laughs> why like 
why couldn't they have just stopped at 150? It's like, ca- it's because of money, man. It's pretty simple. That but, that that's the only reason. Yeah. Like they kept making it, but okay. But I think it's finally gotten to a point where it's they're in over their heads because what happened with this latest so this i don't think it hasn't come out yet but this latest generation coming out now it's gonna be the first one on the nintendo switch this is the first time where they can't put all of them in they yeah. have they, they have to have like a lot of like oh crap we gotta cut some because i think yeah. it's reached over a thousand now yeah. so they don't and because they're making it i think fully 3d now or like you know like 3d in terms of like sprites and stuff and i think just for uh like memory's sake like in terms of like they can't put all the pokemon in there because they make too much fucking sense either like no it really doesn't no they they make like the same kind they make like each one has a rat one each one has like a bunch of birds yeah and they don't play any special effects it just yeah the original ones were sick yeah they were really cool and like there's there is like a general rule that each person can only tr- keep track of like 150 people. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You know, Jesse Warren would be able to talk about this. High performance. It, yeah. It's it's a high performance Tim Ferriss type yeah, mindset. Looking to the third door for that. Yeah. Like yeah. so, Jesse meets that 151st person. He's just like fuck them. Like he's <laughs> yeah. not interested. Yeah. But you can't keep track of any more than that. And at no point did I ever feel like oh this is not enough like that yeah. like once you get to the higher level ones it's like this is cool yeah just keep using those and then yeah. take it the things that needed to change in the game were like yeah. the monotonous yeah. stuff and also there was that portion of the game where in context of like 1997-98 if you couldn't figure out a game you had to oh, go yeah. to the store you, you, and yeah. get that stupid get the, book yeah get, get, the, get the strategy you. guide kids these days don't know about that no yeah, and, and it was just starting to get online where there was some stuff available, but yeah. there was one part of that game where you'd be in the caves, yeah, and bats oh, but, would just randomly attack you. Oh no, you get attacked so much by zoo bats. Yeah. Oh, but also, I know what you're talking about though. There was those puzzles. Yeah. You had to push the rocks. Oh Dude, man! Fun. It just that, was. Yeah. There was nothing fun about it. It was just yeah. like, can I get out? Like once you get stuck, yeah. they they put you in the worst environment to get stuck in. Yeah, and there is some benefit, like on those screen scroller games, like the Mario stuff, where like yeah. there's repetition. Like I did yeah. like that, but yeah. playing them now, you're like, this is not compared to what's available. I don't know why anybody would want to do that volitionally. Like it doesn't yeah. doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Oh no, I definitely yeah. I I know what you mean. Those uh, all all, all those like random puzzles. Well, I guess not even not the puzzles themselves are random. They were monotonous. Oh yeah, puzzles. They they were like, all right, we gotta fill in game time. Let's make them do this. But you would yeah. you'd play those games like the portability aspect was great, yeah. and yeah. that also the start and stop aspect. Like you could yeah. play, go to a doctor's appointment. Yeah, you could like pick 15, up and go. It, yeah. it was before cell phones, so like yeah, you you always had this thing to do. But they weren't, for what was available on that platform, that was the most developed game, for sure. Like, you look at some of the other Game Boy games, and it was just terrible. I mean, the fact that they could even do that within the confines of that is pretty incredible. Yes. Especially with the the amount of, um, like what you were talking about, the attack sequences. Yeah. It was... Final Fantasy level, but just way more creative. Way too. more creative and just way more variability, really. I mean, like we said, there were 150 of them, and then all these different attacks, and then 
admits about and then i guess well the other thing too was just how well just like how any successful game is now it's it was very multiplayer like like oh yeah you'd have to you'd have the you, yeah, those link yeah, cables man cables. <laughs> those link cables yeah a lot oh, of man. fights yeah. broke out because of those fucking cables those, those darn link cables and then like shady deals and, and you trades. Could tra- yeah, yeah yeah i forgot about <laughs> yeah, that yeah the thing is i was like that game like i never got into final fantasy because anything like fantasy lord of the rings mm-hmm. I don't watch Game of Thrones. I, not that I wouldn't. I don't watch like, Game just, of Thrones either. Well, it, I guess I didn't. Not that it's over, but yeah. Yeah, like I would, I would watch Game of Thrones just from what I've heard. But like anything that starts getting like too out of this world, or okay. I mean, for lack of a better term, fantasy. Yeah. I just can't get into it. It's not okay. relatable for me. Okay. Whereas, like, I felt like all the Pokemon were. It's a funny name, first yeah. off. Yes. And then, they were all like kind of relatable you know yeah. like you knew what you were getting yeah. with a charizard yeah but if there was like this unicorn zebra that like <laughs> wouldn't swim for, I, I never played final fantasy i just yeah. imagine these things like yeah i just couldn't it got too weird yeah like there needs to be that happy medium between fantasy world and yeah. then how it relates back to yeah you well, as a kid well, well i know what you mean because like well for pokemon it was very it's like the world wasn't really that different it's like it's still well i guess you know the, all the monsters walking around but it was it's so regular <laughs> yeah it's like part of regular everyday life it wasn't like oh you well, could see yourself yeah. as that character yeah you could be like yeah i could see myself like in a town like wanting to get out like using like from there it wasn't that far and the tv show was banging dude it was yeah. i remember that show came out and it was back when tv shows had like longer cycle time so you yeah. would, you would watch like there there'd be like five or six yeah. episodes and then you'd wait months for that oh, to come man. out yeah yeah or having well i guess like that i guess that is i guess that is the last time i really checked in program tv but like you know watching <laughs> watching um cartoons like after school or yeah watching them on saturday morning like yeah that's that's really the only time yeah and we would We'd get off the bus, and I would run into the house because it started at, like, yeah. 3, and we got off the bus at, like, 2.50. Yeah, you got And you gotta get your get snack and all that shit. But yeah. it, I always felt when I was a kid, like I was waiting for the next thing to come out yeah. that I liked, but I yeah. would always get way more of what I didn't like. And then, huh. if like, shows like Nickelodeon and or networks like that, they would yeah. just they'd clean up on replaying like old episodes like Rugrats yeah. and yeah. and our entire generation watched so many commercials yes like like so many like now now you say I'm thinking like man Gogur commercials Fruit <sighs> by the Foot Fruit Gushers yeah it was like just, everything yeah. was you it tastes like blue yeah you know <laughs> like, it tastes doesn't... like tastes like oh kool-aid man yeah. actually no that is so many tang commercials yeah I remember that. and they weren't good commercials but oh, no. i remember i watched this ego commercial i had to look it oh, up yes. recently because or like all breakfast cereals like oh. every breakfast cereal had a commercial man <laughs> but this ego commercial yeah. it was so like it would never work today because <laughs> it was this kid he was at breakfast or no he was at dinner yeah and he's like i want eggos and like, yeah. it's not breakfast and oh, then his brother yes, said like it's it's breakfast in china so the kid yeah. just starts yeah. digging and <laughs> chinese and 
that wouldn't work Lego today. my eggle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I totally uh, remember. Yes. it up on YouTube. It's oh. not, it did not age well. No. Yeah, that was like, what, late 90s? Maybe early 2000s, and, but yeah. And people yeah. don't, like, there's a lot of stuff, like we were talking about the. The Whatever coach. the like, I forget what the team was called. Too, but yeah, yeah, but like yeah. their their captain rolls up to the three guys that are about to do a face off, and yeah. it's two black kids that are playing wing, and then yeah. a white center. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, Oreo cookie." Yeah, he's like, yeah. "What is this? The Oreo line?" And yeah, you're like, that's a Disney movie. Yeah, like that's how movie the late how did they work so. that in? And right. but I grew up in Minnesota. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, there were a lot of white kids making jokes like that mm-hmm. around me growing up. And yeah. even when I was younger, it was like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, and those are the kids that, you know, they would never, as soon as a black person came around, they would just lock up, yeah. you know? And I think in some ways this, like, shift has been good because it shuts those people up but yeah. i just think they're doing it more quietly yeah like that now now now, now they're just more yeah secretive about it yeah, yeah. and probably worse too yeah. like i i mean there's one kid that comes to mind in particular he was the worst about it. i mean like anytime you talk to him it was just a racial joke and i'm like oh, what yeah. what drives a I can't imagine anything besides family, like influenced by like a, a father that's racist or whatever. Yeah, like, or like some 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 family influence for sure. If yeah. you're a kid, I would just imagine so. Yeah, generational yeah. racism is for yeah. sure a thing. But like, it just was so weird that looking back on it, there was a ten year old kid that already had that like in his mind. Yeah, damn. Because yeah, how? Because how does that get to develop now? Especially like now that he's like, what, well, he went 30? into the military. Oh boy! And yeah, he, he was. This is the crazy thing. He told my brother he got into the military because he wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone. I mean, it sounds right. <laughs> that I mean, yeah. that's why you want somebody in the military. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I was like, oh, what? That's the mentality. Okay. <sighs> well, that's. I mean that. That's the thing about. Yeah, you need. I well, I just I just feel like that line of uh, that Jack Nicholson has in uh, what's that? A few good men. Sometimes you need those crazy people. Like, oh yeah. On the line. I mean, because there's crazy people out there in the world, so you need some crazy people That's on your true. side. So. I mean, I that that is a good point. Um, just so weird, because the thing that confuses me is he plays that whole like patriotism card now. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you didn't get in because you wanted to honor our country. You wanted to kill someone like yeah, that. Yeah. You can't just because you have this thing next to your name now. Like you're not <laughs> that, you're that, not that a patriot because yeah. you did that. You did that because you're probably a psychopath and like yeah. you just now are using that. It's it's interesting how that how that gets painted. You know. Oh yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, at at the same point, it's like yeah. I mean, that's. Thank him for his service. I think, yeah, thank him. Well, you know, like, also, like, I mean, the guy that makes, you know, cafeteria food also ends up becoming a patriot. Yeah. In that kind of sense. It just depends on, you know, what, who you ask or what, what do you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, 
Let's see. Oh, well, oh. <laughs> it's kind of far. But yeah, back to the Pokemon show. Yeah. Damn, man, no, I, I remember just watching it and I was like, man, Ash is a horrible Pokemon trainer. He wasn't good. He, he was horrible. Yeah. He was like incredibly inept at his at his job. And it, especially like given the ease. Well, so Pokemon, if anything, the Pokemon game is like, isn't it the ultimate child fantasy? Like you're a 10 year old and you become like the top of your sport in a matter of what? A few hours? Mm-hmm. Or at the top of your field and you. And you also stop like an evil organization, you know. And then you also capture legendary creatures, and 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 that's in, a, in that small sense of time. So it's like, it's like wow, it's incredible, like to be incredibly talented, like that. But then everyone does it, so it's like, wait, how how incredible? How, yeah. how incredible is it? Wasn't yeah. In his little bubble, he was, but yeah. Can you imagine being the writer on that show? Like yeah. That, I mean, it's just so easy. Like you. You yeah, look it we, back we, at that, we, like, we could we could write it right now. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you just need very simple lines like good and bad, and yeah. like they just yeah. play off of that narrative, like because yeah. it's got to be simple enough for a kid. Yeah, but even stuff today, it seems like it's more sophisticated. Oh for no, kids. De- oh no, definitely. But I feel like oh, I guess I mean this could just be us like thinking back, but like I feel like a lot of shows really just follow the same formula over and over oh, again, yeah. like you know. Pokemon, it's like pretty easy. Like Ash gets into some trouble, probably from Team Rocket. They try to steal Pikachu. Yeah, I mean he ends up Pikachu ends up you know blowing them up, and they go blasting off again, and then rinse, wash, repeat. Like, yeah, from there or it's like every um, I, don't, I remember uh, I would always like watch Power Rangers. Like oh man, are they gonna get out of this? Yeah, it's like oh man, they're gonna kill the monster. No, the monster turned huge. Now what do they gotta do? And there's always so much yeah, filler to, to like. Yeah, three fights with a bunch of like faceless Goons, things yeah. that you you know they're gonna win, but yeah. it's just it's literally just a fill time. Yeah, but and it looking back on it, that stuff, literally the whole thing was just one big way of generating profit. Yes, because you have the show. Because they sell toys, dude. That they were, they toy were, industry. I mean, we we talked about commercials. If anything, all those shows that's what they were doing. They oh, were, for sure. They were selling toys. I'm like, man. Because I always wonder, like, man, why do they have, like, new seasons? Or, like, why would they introduce, like, new characters? Like, like the old characters. And they're like, oh, so they have new toys. Yeah. Or, um, do you ever watch Beast Wars? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, but then I was like, oh, man, they're, they're, now they're metal. I was like, and then, but now I think, like, oh, damn, they did that. So they would have to make new toys. To, Beast Wars yeah. was Surprisingly probably... Surprisingly deep, though, for a, for like, a kid's show. <laughs> was Optimus Prime in that? Yeah, well, he was named... What was his name? Optimus Primal. Cause yeah. Because he, he was a gorilla. Yeah. Yeah, I would... So, when I was a kid, I, it was when I was living in New York, like, I was a weird kid, and I think a lot of that's carried what? over. What? How did that happen? <laughs> you, don't, you don't say that. How did that happen? But, yeah. like, I would wake up at, like, 3.30 in the morning every day. Okay. And I would just start watching the weirdest TV because okay. what's on at like 3.30 in the morning like what like infomercials slap chop or, yeah. or whatever and then it would yeah. go straight into like Gumby came on really early in the mo- morning and then Beast Wars was like 6 o'clock every yeah. day yes. and I would just sit there and watch TV for hours and then go to school or whatever Okay, but I consumed so much content as a kid just yeah. and my dad would like wake up go to work and see me just in front of the TV at like 5 o'clock in the morning. That's a weird, like, I don't know if kids today do that so much, but 
I don't think so, but I mean, I guess in essence, there there is a lot of media still to consume. So, oh yeah, but maybe maybe not like in that kind of straight sense, or like you know, like straight like oh time 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 like from there. But but I think it was just the storytelling nature of it. Like I, yeah. I've always been somebody that's really attracted to stories. Stories, okay, and those dynamics and. in a bubble or vacuum like those were really good stories like they were really intriguing stories yeah but you know as an older person now it doesn't like it wouldn't (laughs) hold up yeah but it's still at least from a creative standpoint like i got exposed to a lot of stuff really young just from doing that Mm, okay and garfield i think was on tv and those were good shows like yeah yeah no I mean, yeah, because I think looking back, like, especially at Garfield, I'm like, there's a lot of humor that I didn't quite get at the time. Mm -hmm. That was like, and then I look back, like, oh man, this is very, this is like very adult life. Yeah. Like from there, I was like, ah ha ha, silly cat, he hates Mondays. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) Calvin and Hobbes is that way too. Like, if you reread Calvin and Hobbes now, you're like, oh shit, that is a great joke. Yeah. And there's a lot of like subtle, because I think they appeal to kids with the characters. Yeah. And because of the art style, and it's like, oh, and it's a kid, and it's oh, hey, it's a, it's a tiger. And yeah. Like, and then they get into they get into like kid stuff too. Like, yeah. Like he's racing a box car or something like that. But yeah, no, there were yeah, reading the back, man, there's a lot of adult elements I didn't for sure. I didn't see when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Calvin and Hobbes. There's yeah. um, a lot of political stuff in there, and just like kind of there's a lot of innuendo, but it's super well written like really tight and they had probably the best integration of like the drawings and artwork because that's really hard to do like just working with my artists like there are times where I have an idea and I have to give it to them but at the same time I don't want to take away that flexibility of yeah or creativity in terms of like creating the scene yeah it's i mean you have tattoos like if you go to an artist and you're like i want a butterfly that looks like this and has three quarters of an inch or whatever like you're gonna drive them crazy yeah and you're gonna end up getting a tattoo that looks worse than what the artist could come up with on on their own because they know what they can do better than you know what they can do yeah exactly it's like i know it's that fine line between I, i think it's yeah give them like, like give them like a, I know I guess like a structure and then let them fill fill in the blanks exactly like from there well I guess that is literally what they're doing yeah like you are giving them like a piece but yeah yeah no I think I think that's very true you have to especially like for creative types you have to let them have the outlet for sure because you know, that's the reason they got into creative into exactly. creative arts they they're not there to, you know to like well run this run this run that they want to let their they want to let their mind like fill in the blanks yeah it's a yeah I don't know what like what's your writing process or like for stand up like, oh yeah I guess we didn't I didn't talk anything about comedy but um my yeah my process really what I what I begins is I think about well I think about something like that happens pretty much in my life mm-hmm. like okay like where can I find like where, where's the funny in this like or cause I think I I think I naturally just do that in terms of uh, in terms of my life, I'm like, okay, what can I? Because I like to look at my life like a humorous lens, and I re- and I didn't realize this at the time, or I guess 
when I first started comedy, but like, oh yeah, I've always looked at life in like a humorous lens, mm-hmm. and now when it's like figuring out jokes, it's just a matter of like, okay, making making those connections, like um, like let's say, yeah, like I've been working on this joke about something that happened to me between this like Australian gentleman that hates my guts and apparently hates comedy too. I'm like, okay, if I just like went about this and um. I guess, like, in terms of, like, writing, writing, joking, like, okay, like, what is, like, what is odd about this? I was like, what, or what can, what are some things that people can relate to? And then I look at it, especially, like, when people, when people are insulting you, I think it reveals a lot about what they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, the way I look at it, it's, like, the same thing, like, in fighting. Like, when you're, when you're attacking somebody, you're, you're leaving something open, and you're also telling something about yourself. So when I got like when I got like verbally attacked by this person, I'm like, okay, what's this person like revealing about about themselves to me? I was like, oh, this is like a very uh, this is like a pre- this is a pretty insecure person just yeah. in terms of like what's happening because I sent yeah for well for people that don't know, don't know I sent this uh, I sent this like former coworker of mine like just a, like a crappy open mic video or I, I had at laughs last week and then uh, <laughs> I got a very I essentially like they told me to I don't know go fuck myself or I don't know like don't wait I, I wasted their time their valuable three minutes and then uh, was know, it about the, them? No, it was it wasn't about no it was uh it was uh yeah it was let's see what did I talk I said nothing about them I talked about uh it, let's see what I talked about last week I talked about I guess doing yoga uh you know being in a gang uh what else. Oh, I, I, there was like people in the crowd that had a cake. It had, it had nothing to do with them, but it was apparently just about I, I don't know. They just hated stand-up comedy for some reason. So now in my mind, I'm like, man, what happened to this guy? Yeah. That made him hate stand-up comedy. I just imagine him getting beaten. Up. He's Australian, so imagine him getting beaten up by like Jim Jeffries or something. Yeah. Or, like Jim Jeffries giving him a wedgie in high school. Like ah ha ha, you wanker. Yeah. It's like you'll see me on Comedy Central, and he's just there, like oh I hate comedy next next comedy i see Dude, that's like weird there i know it's just like this un but no so it's progress it's progressed since since then because um like so jack slattery he sent him a, like an open mic video too like i didn't tell jack to but he he did as well and then um yeah i don't know it's like this guy just hates and I realized, man, does this guy hate me? I've never met this guy before. Yeah. And, but no, I, I, I why? Like, so you sent it to him? No, I, I sent it to his. So I sent it to his wife. Mm-hmm. And then, because I, I was, because I was coworkers with, with the wife, and I saw like, oh, like I'll just send you. Know, I haven't talked to her in a while. Just send like, hey, I'm doing comedy. Yeah. And then, like, her response, oh, it's not that good. And it's like, why are you sending this to me? I was like, it's comedy. I, I said, I, I, I was like. At the time, I was like, "Do I?" This doesn't even warrant a response. But yeah. then, came, okay, "Hello, this is Michaela's husband." It's like, "Don't I am like, I need I, you need to unblock or you need to block her and unfriend her." Oh yeah. I was like, "What?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah, what that's a happen? different. I was like, "That's the what e- yeah. example of yeah. your you know yeah. analogy with yeah. fighting like yeah." Blatant insecurity for Blat- sure. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, I'm stealing away your wife from Australia by sending her a three minute open mic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like what? And so he, yeah. I, yeah. it's interesting yeah. when you talk to certain people about doing comedy. Like, there's this guy I know, and 
he's just like my friend said it well. He's the guy that's like enough about me. Let's talk about you. Yeah. What, what do you, do think, you think about, about me? me? Yeah. Like yes. he and when i started classic person (laughs) when i started doing comedy like i just got weird vibes from him okay and i don't know if he like internalizes it like that person's doing that and i wanted to do it too or whatever you can do it too like there's not and and some people like i they i think they do want to do stand-up comedy yeah but they're afraid of looking stupid and the truth of the situation is Everybody looks stupid doing stand-up comedy. Yeah. There's no one in the history of stand-up comedy that's never bombed. Yeah. And that's part what of, happens. like, yeah. getting better is yeah. being okay with bombing. And Oh, no, for sure. Like, when I went to Chicago, I read Artie Lang's book, and he has this approach uh, what's sometimes. What's his book called? It's, uh... What is it's it? okay if you don't remember it's how, but is it like like an autobiography? Or yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, it's it's all about gambling, but like he has this approach with stand up where he will go out and he'll be on tour, like yeah. doing hour long sets with yeah. Attell or some other guys, and they'll have like a competition amongst them yeah. as to who can lose the crowd the hardest. Yes. And then awesome. win them back. Yeah. And so he'll come out with his worst racist material like stuff that people would like if he did it out here they would just shit themselves yeah and then go from there like try and win them back and it's purely because he gets sick of doing the same material like he likes the challenge of it and so when i was in chicago it was like fuck i'm i'm here i don't have to worry about like what people think of me like i'm never gonna see these people again yeah it's just intentionally bombed just yeah and doing that, like, you kind of, when you sit in that shit, and, like, not only that, but you have a tight set that you, like, you come out with a really, really bad joke that you know <laughs> people aren't going to like. Yeah. And then you do three minutes of well-articulated jokes. Like, yeah. you can tell that they want to be laughing, but they just don't because you've lost them. Yeah. And so you get, like, a lot of snickers versus, like, I'll, I'll outright laughter. laughter. Yeah. But it's very interesting how, like, how quickly they decide whether or not yeah. they want to listen to you. No, it's, yeah, no, that, well, it's like anything. It's like that, that first impression. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like so valuable because, you know, like how many, how many people have you met in your life? You're like, oh, this person's probably going to not be well. And then, oh, yeah, open their mouth and that's exactly what it is. Like, whether or not that was real. It's like I don't think about man. Was that was that always going to be the case? But it's just like people people usually just tend to go to their gut reaction. Yeah. In, in terms of that, but I think especially in terms of uh, in terms of presentations, I think that's why. Yeah, I think that's because I just seen so many presentations, like especially like in school, right, where you have to do all these presentations. Yeah. I know, like most of these presentations can be shit. These people don't know what they're fucking talking about. Yeah. They they're just either trying to sound smart or they just don't care. Like, well, my favorite was always the people that would like read line for line in their note cards yeah i'm like fuck man i can do that that's like what what's the point of a presentation that's why like really um i would make i would just like not have any note cards or i guess if i had no cards i would have like i don't know points on them i was like okay i'll just get to this talking point yeah because it's the thing it's like oh you gotta fill in the blanks i'm like hey i know the general thing of what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it and then because I'm here to uh, I'm here to make a presentation, 
people aren't here to like hear me spit out facts. Yeah, they can read a fucking textbook. Yeah, they're here to learn about what I know about it, and that's what like I got. I want to hook them in, and I guess that was like one, or I guess that was like an early thing, like for me in terms of like keeping people's attention. Because the biggest thing was like I hate fucking boring presentations. Yeah. I don't want to do another fucking boring presentation. I want to actually like enjoy my time and then go on to ignoring everybody else, like from there. And that's how I looked at like you know presenting at school. And I think that's kind of what led to like I don't know me talking in front of other people. But no, I like I like the notion too of like putting yourself in a hole and trying to build yourself out of it because that's exactly how you build new skills in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like if you just do everything that you're good at, then you're never gonna get better at anything. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, you have to like especially like now I've spent like years upon years upon doing it. It's like okay, I still there's still a lot of things I'm not doing or there's still a lot of things I can do, but I have to look at myself like objectively and think like okay. What do I need to do to actually get better? I'm gonna need to do the things I suck at, and I need to, like, not be attached to how well I do. Yeah. I need to look at at the process. Like, I know I'm not gonna do great. I need to be willing to take steps back so I can make more steps forward. And that's just how it is because you're just gonna plateau more and more. It's just like how a lot of people have this wrong idea of like progression. They think of like that linear progression. That's not what it is. It's like it's a regressive progression. Oh, like yeah. as you go on. You get less and less because it just ha- it's just how it goes. Like there's diminishing less returns. exactly diminishing returns. But the thing is though, I I long to just plateau because then if I plateau, I'm like oh that means there's things I can change up and things I can get better at. Because yeah. I'm always looking at getting those small increments of like getting better. Like whether it's you know martial arts and now looking at comedy too. I'm like yeah, there's a lot. I mean not that I know anything really. I'm so like I look at everything as like very new. Like from there, and that's how you get better, and that's how I look at any. No matter how much time I spend doing martial arts, I'm like, okay, how do I look at this as a beginner, and what can I get better at? And you definitely don't get better by not doing things. No, like that. There's a couple things you said. Like one, when you're talking about presentations, like what you're pointing at is stage presence when applied to stand up. Like if somebody goes up there and they have jokes written on a piece of paper and they're looking at it yeah just by looking at it you're losing credibility with your audience like somebody like mike devore like he will go up and even if he doesn't have anything prepared like the last thing he's gonna do is reference something like he will go to the crowd before he will go to his pocket Mm, and in doing that like you could you could make that joke that's in your pocket land super hard yeah but not like it, it will never compare to being able to like go into the crowd, go into the wild, and just yeah. pull what's available yeah. to you. Yeah. Like you're trying to win them over. You're not trying to execute a joke. Like yeah. sometimes you might be if you're trying yeah. to prep for. I mean, this is the weird thing to me. Is like I feel like people, so many people are like trying to put together a certain amount of time. Like mm. oh, I want to be able to do fifteen minutes or whatever. Truth of the matter is like. Not many crowds want to listen to 15 minutes of setup and punch. Mm. Like, if you go do a bar show, they're going to get bored if all you're doing is talking at them. Yeah. So there's these different dynamics. It's it's like martial arts where, yeah. like, you don't... You can't just learn how to punch. No. You have to learn how to defend yourself. You yeah. have to learn how to be mobile. You have to... I mean, yeah. I don't watch yeah. martial arts, but yeah. there's all these different elements. Yeah, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's not like, especially like in terms of um, 
Yeah, no, in terms of, like, back, back to the comedy thing, it's, like, yeah, it's... Because a lot of people, I think they get almost too attached to, like, their products, and they think, okay, I have to... This is what I have to present, but really the product is not just your words, it's you. Yes. And it's how... And you interacting with the crowd. I mean, that's the thing. It's a... It's... Okay, it's not necessarily a dialogue, but it shouldn't be a monologue. I it's, feel like... It's not a monologue. It's not a monologue. Yeah. The best... Yeah. Like, if you go to a stand-up show, which I think a lot of people don't do, like, if you watch a lot of comedy, you realize that, like, there are certain things that you need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be in a notepad. Yeah. They're not going to be, like, what you prepare ahead of time. It's yeah. part of just getting reps and like i think that's just how how art is like i talk about because i'm a martial arts instructor i'm like okay i can you know i can show you stuff in terms of martial arts i can show you like techniques and shit but at the end of the day you teach yourself yeah you know i can only i can only guide you like the person that's learning is you and that i think that's the thing for any education yeah it's like well especially well especially for an art form you know with it's it's so intrinsic on the individual and on what the individual does, especially because it's like how I say like, okay, when you, when I look at, you know, martial arts, it's unique to that person. And just like comedy is, you know, like I say, like, I can't punch. I can, okay. Everyone punches, but only you can punch the way you know how, just like only you can talk the way you know how. That's why when you talk, it's apparent. You know, like whoever you know, whoever you are, like you can only talk the way you are. Just like I can't, you know, if you were to say all my jokes, that's not gonna work. Yeah. And if I say all your jokes, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Just like you know, if you took how I fight, that's not gonna necessarily work. I mean, and if I take the way you fight, that's not the way that's not necessarily gonna work. You can't like fit something. It's not like a cookie cutter. It's not templates. It's all very. Uh, it's all very specific to the person. It's like a person's fingerprint. It's like that's how that's how that's how unique it is to that individual. And there's two sides of this. I think there's there's art, and then there's the craft of it. Yeah. So the craft of it is being able to develop all of those skills. Like, if you don't know how to throw a punch, you're not going to be a very good fighter. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to learn how to throw a punch. And to me, like, writing a joke is, like, throwing throwing a punch. Like, yeah. And there's also, like, the dynamic elements of it. When you start, like, thinking in forms of joke writing, like, you'll be in a situation where you can be quicker. Yeah. And it's a muscle. It's not, yeah. like, anybody can learn how to write jokes. It's, yes. You, there are plenty of resources available. It's a matter of putting in time. Like, there are people yeah. that are naturally funny. Yeah. But that doesn't always equate to stage. No. So the craft element of it is like learning these skills, how to do it. And then the art is blending your style into it. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that they're super strong in the craft. And then there are other people that are, I would say, like pure ego people where they're like bulldozing the crowd with these things that they think are funny without any kind of dynamic of like how this fits in the form and yeah like those are the people that afterwards you're like hey man like that joke it's funny but like you may want to consider these things and they're like i'm sticking with that joke and like, yeah. okay well feedback is great like i cool. guess we're not yeah. gonna talk i guess this. i guess we don't need this yeah yeah and yeah. it i think similarly with fighting it's like if you get like a younger fighter 
who's really strong or really fast or whatever, they might think that, like, the answer is to just go at them. Yeah. Full-blown. And you're like, listen, man. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're quick doesn't mean that that you're going to bulldoze every single person you fight. And eventually you're going to yeah. come across somebody that knows how to handle somebody that's really quick. Yeah. Burn you out, whatever the solution is. Yeah. And it's... And, and then what do you do from there? Yeah. You get your ass kicked. Exactly. And Yeah. And one thing, too, you were saying about uh, diminishing returns in terms of, like, fighting or whatever you're doing. You don't get really good at something by, like, just doing it. (laughs) Yeah. You get really good at something by eliminating mistakes. Yeah. And that term of, like, purposeful practice is what always... um I remember reading this book by uh, Jeff Colvin called "Talent Is Overrated," and it was—it's really—it was examining okay, what's the true, what truly separates masters, and what it you know because there's a whole you know ten thousand hours thing. yeah, but it's the thing it's not time like x x amount of hours isn't going to equal y input or y output yeah what made the difference was purposeful practice, and by that meaning yeah exactly what you're saying it's like it's um. Okay, the way, uh, the way one of my coaches like told me, it's like, it's not enough that you can do something right. You have to do it, or you, it has to be so natural that you can't do it wrong. Yeah. In terms of that, and that's what that's what I hear when you talk about eliminating mistakes. It's like that because that's what mistakes are like, or I guess not even mistakes. It's like, it's just it's, yeah, it's eliminating it's eliminating the un the unnecessary. Like from there, it's like finding okay, what's not exactly working. And looking, looking at that and taking that away, cutting away the fat. And sometimes it, you have to be outside of yourself. Like yeah. one thing I'm really struggling with is a lot of my material I'm rote memory. So like I, mm. it comes off as wicked rehearsed, and yeah. for certain crowds it works, but yeah. other areas people are like, like Quinn in particular. Yeah, he was like, you know, it, cert, some of your stuff just comes off less natural. And I'm trying to figure out how to blend the stuff that I have with yeah. being myself. Yeah. And it's taken like a lot of conversations with different people that yeah. like Nikita somebody that I think he has really rehearsed material that comes off as yeah. as himself. Yeah. And I don't know the different things that you can do and approaches that you can take to improve on that. Yeah. But I can't figure that out on my own, so I gotta yeah. go. Like it's, I play basketball a lot, and mm-hmm. like if I struggle with a particular skill, I can either go and try and work it on my own or figure it out, or go talk to somebody that's particularly really good at that and be like, yeah. "Hey, what were things that you did to make yourself better at this?" And not everything has to be pushing boulders. You just have to yeah. kind of know who to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people are cool about it for the most part, like unless they're. An asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's anything that you're trying to get good at. It's gonna take a lot of time. And I, the one thing with all of this, I think there's this mindset of like, I I gotta make it, right? <laughs> yeah. No. I, we, what is making it? No. Th- this is a concept I talk to like a bunch of people. Yeah, I feel like yeah, especially like me. It's like yeah, I gotta make it, make it. I'm like, I think making it. It's like the hustlers like a way of saying like you know retiring yeah it's like oh it's when you don't have to work anymore i'm like mm, I, it's like such a 
I don't. It, it's it. It's about as it's about as useful as retirement in in my kind of eyes. Because like, it's like that delayed gratification. I was like, oh, all of it will lead to this. I'm like, no, life still goes on. Yeah, life still goes on even if you do make it. It's like, well, you shouldn't wait for this one benchmark and like, oh, I, and they all live happily ever after. I'm yeah, like, that's not that's not that's not how it works. Like the way I look at it, if anything, I seek out conflict. I seek out problems, and the way. I, I feel like my or how I look at life like I want to deal with problems that I want to deal with and that's what's good for me because I think because so much in life I have to deal with stuff that I really would not want to deal with but what keeps me going is that oh I can if I do these things I can eventually get back to the problems I actually want to solve mm-hmm. like from just like you know video games right like okay maybe there's a bunch of like talking about Pokemon the reasons like I got I did those puzzles because like okay I want to get back to the things I actually enjoy and then this is only a small part, and I'll get back to the problems I want to. I want to actually solve, and that's the way I look at just pretty much anything I do. I'm like, all right, what are the problems I want to solve, and how do I make sure I can keep solving those problems, and what other things I need to take care of to keep going? It's like next struggle, next conflict. Like that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. In terms of that. Yeah. And it, a lot of that stuff translates well to whatever you're like constantly looking to like solve those those puzzles like it ends up carrying over to a lot of different unforeseeable things yeah but this whole idea of like i'm gonna hit a benchmark and then my life will be good like it yeah gonna be easy street yeah i'm trying to think about it like this is probably the most fun that i've had in my life like Uh, the past few months doing this and I just don't want that to stop. Like, I've met the coolest people yeah. in the past few... Like, and people that are basically all the same as me, where they're like, hey, I don't really like the way, like, most of my life is. Yeah. Like, these, like this eight hours that I do each day drives me crazy, mm-hmm. and I feel weird all the time, but when I come to this place, I don't feel weird anymore. And, like, yeah. when I initially started going to Mike's, I was like, this sucks, man. Like, <laughs> why would anybody do... Like, there's yeah. crazy people. Like, you go to Jai Tai on a Friday night, and there's yeah. legit, like, there's people legit off the street yeah. going up there. But then yeah. you finally end up striking up a conversation with somebody, and like, did you see that crazy person? Like, yeah, that guy was fucking nuts. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's that's how you meet a Jack Slattery. Or, yes. And they're just all these people, <laughs> yeah. like that are so they like I think comedians in general think so much about life like they they're the most insightful people that I've met and like just having that community is I've been looking for that my whole life Mm. and it's people that not only that but they're also really driven like Jesse (laughs) <laughs> is a goddamn machine in terms yeah. of like what he wants to do and how he's going to get there. I, I legitimately think he will be successful in whatever it is that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But you don't see very many people in life going after it like that. Yeah. I mean, he people left people that a, are driven, people that actually are going for something. Yeah. He left a tech job that I'm sure paid really well and was comfortable and he was that guy that was coming home at night watching comedy and being like this is what I want my life to be like Mm -hmm. and he made the decision to do that and I do think 
like people that don't work a nine to five that they're like people that are just working a job just to pay the bills like it is soul sucking in a way and mike devour devour mike devour devourer of mics he uh he has all this space in his head on a daily basis to like just be creative yeah and things start happening when that's the case and i know he he just started doing like Twitch live streams, and oh, nice. he's just one of those Super people. Super Mario that Maker. Yeah. Whatever he does, dude, he can make it funny. Yeah. And if I can get, I mean, that's my goal is to eventually like be able to produce content. Yeah. To where I'm making some amount of compensation. Yeah. But I do think like the problems of life, like what you were talking about, that's creative energy too. Yes. Like if if all you do is sit around with a notepad and like watch netflix specials like i don't know what you're drawing from yeah you're not living a life you're just like trying to make jokes yeah which i don't think you're even good enough to like just as <laughs> yeah. a, a newer comedian like yeah it takes 10 years to be able to write really good stage jokes yeah so what's the rush to begin with and like what what are you yeah. going to do to what you're going to do triple runs and do like fucking casinos for 50 bucks a pop yeah sleeping in your car in boise like nice is that what you want to do or do you want to yeah. like at least s- sleep in your bed and like be around the people i mean how lonely does that life look like like at least here we have all of each other to fuck around with and make fun of yeah like it's not like anybody's putting a gun to anyone's head being like you have to do this do Just, it you go into comedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean and the cool thing too is Chelsea was talking to me about these classes like everybody has like a class of people that they come up with yeah and like Jesse's a little bit ahead of me Chelsea's a little bit ahead of me but like we have Quinn Quinn me Mike like yeah we're all really good friends and it's super cool to just think about like where are each of us headed to and like this you always hear like doing mics and stuff is the best time in comedy Mm -hmm. because you just have no you know you have no restriction you can go up and be as creative as you want to be so i'm just trying to enjoy the process as much as i can oh for sure enjoy enjoy that journey yeah and that's and i i think i mean that's that's the thing i feel like being yeah well just drive is an important thing well especially like you know for me coming from you know coming from martial arts it's like the community as i mean the community aspect is like is, is the biggest thing for me just like because i mean that's what you need to stay in something you know where the goal is really especially like for fighting when the goal is like <laughs> to destroy another human being or someone's trying to destroy you that's like that's a very extreme situation. Yeah. And you need like and you need a lot of support in that. And I mean both like I mean both okay, the physical aspect, yeah, it gets like grueling, but really the mental aspect is the biggest thing. Like from there. And that's why I guess I mean that's a big thing why comedy is so attractive to me because it's a similar kind of thing, except it's just like the mental in terms of, put, of putting yourself out there. His comedy, yeah. like, made you a better fighter? I would say it's made me... Yeah, I would say it's definitely helped in that kind of sense in terms of, uh, I guess, in terms of, like, creativity-wise, like, from there. Because I think I had been getting, I don't know, maybe stuck in a, in a little bit of a rut 
in terms of just like man like why is it not doesn't feel as exciting like that cool because you know anything can get can get boring yeah if, if you let it, even yeah you but yeah now that you know i've done a bunch of you know you know done a bunch of mics and just getting oh getting like another outlet i'm like oh yeah it can, i can go back to my old outlet like hey this there's so many new things it's like you know new things i can do here i don't have to be old or don't have to be do the same it's opened up it's flexing that mental muscle in a different field has opened my eyes up to doing something in you know the field of where i started or a field that i'm more like more involved in like from there so i feel like yeah just being yeah just i feel like just having i know for me like having another thing to do uh has, has been very helpful for me yeah. especially in terms of avoiding burnout yeah, I think so. Basketball is probably like my version of fighting. Like I was yeah. playing basketball. Yeah, it's I don't like know, a physical two meditation. to three hours a day yeah. prior to this, and I'm yeah. doing it less, but I'm playing better than I was before. Yeah. So I think burnout's a factor. Yeah. What do you think? You feel like looser, or? I think what it is is, um, I'm more aware mm. when I'm doing it. Yeah. Like I'm more present, which. Yeah. When you're in front of like a hundred people, you are as present as you are gonna get. <laughs> like you are, you are fucking. If you're not present, you're in a weird place. And like that's why I'm always like, how do people get high before they go on yeah, stage? Like or, it's or, a very, yeah. very. I mean, you're gonna make it more. <laughs> that makes it more difficult. Yeah, like it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But so. I think you're just putting yourself into that consistent amount of like stressful environment to where other things you're not as like you're not thinking about am I going to be fighting well or not you're just fighting. Yeah. Oh yeah, getting more into that flow state. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Cuz I think that's the thing too. I feel like just looser cuz if it, Yeah, cuz I think that's yeah, I think that's the thing in terms of um <laughs> It's so odd but I mean, but that, I think that's how anything. Oh no, I do sound just. I think that's how anything like high performance, when because when you watch like, like the highest level basketball players, right? You don't when they're moving or when they're you know executing, it doesn't look like they're putting in a lot of effort. It's purposeful, but it's yeah. not. It's they're not like thinking about. To me, it, it's like poker players that have played like thousands of hands yeah you just it's instinctive at some point where like yeah. you know what you're gonna do it doesn't take like concentration it doesn't take like amount. it's like oh i just do it and you also know that like being overly reactive reduces your ability to stay in that mindset so yeah. like to stay present keeping your emotion yeah. in check is yeah. almost more important than like thinking everything through yeah because as soon as you're in an emotional state, like you are not at your best, yeah. you you have to just keep it out of it. Yeah, because you're in an agitated state. Like from there, you're not you're not operating like you're not operating as well as you could. Have you ever gotten on stage after like an argument with your girlfriend? Let's see. No, I've not. But I'm guessing it wouldn't be that good. It's yeah. it's a weird situation because you. Yeah. It's really hard to get into that. Sometimes it yeah. can be good because if you just go on a, like a big riff or something, but yeah. it it's crazy how much like when I see somebody that's more seasoned like Mike, it seems like his primary objective is just to be as loose as possible all yeah. the time. Yeah, and 
that's why he's so fucking funny. Like, yeah. he he's the funniest person I've met in Seattle. Like, and he literally takes nothing seriously. Which is, I mean, I'm sure there are things that he takes yeah. seriously. But yeah, like, no, but I, I get what you're saying. He's real loose with it in mind. And I think that's, no, like, I mean, coming back to, uh, I guess, you know, to fighting, like, the best, I mean, that, that's how, like, the best fighters that, you know, I've been around with, they're not like, oh, super serious. And yeah. Like, and they're like, no, I'm going to go in there and just, and just, just do it. I mean, I'm sure that's the same way like, when you play basketball. Yeah. Who's going to be the best player? going to be like... If you're the, thinking the, about yeah. whether or not you're going to win or lose, you're <laughs> yeah. going to lose the you're, game. You're going to lose the game. Yeah. yeah. It's just... It, yeah. And it's not that you want to be a place of not caring. It's just you want to be like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because if you don't care, that's a bad look, too. Yeah. Like, it doesn't end up... It's, it's that fine balance. Like, if you care too much... That's it. but in if you can if you yeah if you like literally don't give a fuck yeah. then that's also like if your yeah. nerves don't fire at all before yeah. you're on stage like that's that can be weird too like yes. it's it's almost like you need that little push to get you ready to go yeah. in and it being on stage like I've heard it analogies of it being like a lion tamer mm. in some regards like you're trying to get the crowd to a particular place. Yeah. But some of them are going to be less willing to go there than others. Mm. And it's this, like, if you don't balance it right, all of a sudden you drop and then... get Yeah, well, I think I think, I think that's I think that's a pretty good. I think about... I don't know, when I... Um, I think about... It's like... Well, for fighting, the way it is, it's like... I think it's like surfing in terms of like, all right... You can't. Your a wave is about to hit you, right? How you how you react to it is is going to be the, make all the difference. Yeah. Because the wave is going to come whether you want to or not, and it's like how you, how are you going to set up? How are you going to balance yourself on the board? What are you going to do if you get like kind of rocked off? Because if you panic right away, then like okay, there's no way you can get back up on there. But it's like that constant balancing act and that constant like adjustment to the kind of inertia that's hap- that's coming towards you. Yeah. Like, and I think yeah. a lot of it too is just seeing so many hands, right? Like you yeah. you know that if you overcorrect, you're gonna fall off the board. If yeah. you and like when you stop seeing new stuff, like when you gotten x many hecklers and you know how to deal with it or like those are those are the like eliminating mistakes piece where you're just you're not nervous about it anymore you're just going up and being yourself or going up and fighting and like yeah it's at the end of the day like fighting or basketball or whatever they're physical acts like yeah there's mental components to it but you're doing like x to get y result yeah and there's a mental piece of it, but a lot of it's just like getting your body to Get do body. those things. No, no, no. It's very. Um, I read this book called the Me- uh, the Mental Game of Tennis, and I, I know nothing about tennis, but it wasn't really about tennis at all. It was about really getting that kind of like what you're talking about. It's like getting that transfer of skill. I read like that book the, too. You read that book too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think they just talk about not being caught up in the results exactly, a lot. Exactly, and it's like about the self, like it's really getting, it's the m- biggest thing for me was like, oh, it's talking about how to get your true self out there, you know, without having that inner conflict between the self, because I was reading, I was like, oh yeah, that's, 
you know, if I'm there chastising myself, like, oh, I should do this, do this, like, look, look, look at that, look at that, or, you know, if, if I'm trying to do, like, a jump shot, like, oh, my hand's like this. But then me thinking about where my hand is isn't going to help my hand no. move in that kind of way, really. No. It's like, my hand's going to go where it's going to go. Yeah. Which is yeah. crazy, because you, you spend so much time thinking about things in life like that, where you're like, <laughs> you know, I just need to do this differently or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just... What you need to do is take yourself out of the fucking equation. Yeah, like, but I think it's like people are so attached to that. It takes a lot. I think it, it's a, it takes a lot to actually pull yourself away from that situation. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to think about, too, that, like, you might not be a good fighter because of, like, everything you, you think about or whatever. Like, that, no, just, that, 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 that's extremely true. Like, it, especially in terms of, like, I've known... So this is the... I mean, this is a common thing, but I've known, like, very skilled fighters. Like, skill for skill-wise, they're very good. But then when it comes down to fight day and they don't perform, like, I always want like, man, what the fuck was that? What happened? Yeah. I'm sure you kind of know the same thing of, like, whereas there's some basketball players, like, you know, skill for skill. They're really good. But for some reason, when it comes down to, like, playing a game or game time, it's like, wait, what happened? I saw, I saw you able to do you know, these individual ABC skills, but now yeah. when it's about putting it all together, like, why couldn't you do it? Confidence okay. is definitely a piece of it. Yeah, confidence and then is a piece of it. Yeah. It's interesting, too, like, you... I remember this kid I played hockey with. <laughs> he was the dumbest person I think I've ever met. Yes. Outstanding hockey player. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, physically more gifted than anybody else. Like, he wasn't, like, super strong or super yeah. fast or whatever. Yeah. He was just an outstanding hockey player. So... That does go to show you that, like, intelligence doesn't play... Like, IQ is not necessarily the same thing as, like... I don't know how you put it. IQ is not the same thing as, like, intelligence, or IQ isn't the same thing as smarts, or... IQ doesn't always translate to success in physical... Or, like, more more IQ doesn't necessarily mean a good thing. Yeah, like, if anything, it could be... I think detrimental. I yeah, because you end up sitting yeah. there hyper analyzing. Why yeah. am I not getting better at this? You get like, that analysis paralysis. It's not. You can't yeah. just think yourself into think a yourself better, better state. Yeah, like yeah. it's you can analyze stuff, and there are things you can do, but there's certain things are just skills. Yeah, like I mean, can you imagine fighting yourself like on the first day that you were fighting like maybe <laughs> yeah back then you were super athletic or like even faster than you are now you could kick the shit out of yourself oh definitely yeah it's a weird thing to say but yeah oh no i definitely kicked the shit out of myself but yeah but for like yeah for like a lot of reasons and it's essentially well i think the biggest thing it, it comes down to is i mean kind of like the same thing for like comedy or like anything it's it's that it's that awareness you know, it's like that. Oh, is that that awareness of yourself and the, um, making it, it, making it be not as big as it is. You know, I think. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think about like when I'm performing, whether it's you know comedy or whether it's like whether I'm fighting, like that. It's like uh, at the end of the day, like well, I guess for fighting, I guess I could die, but I'm like, okay, who's gonna who's gonna really care? Yeah. At, at the end, it's like I do I do what I can. And that's it. There's no point overthinking it. There's no point. Um, yeah, there's no point overthinking it at, at at this point. It's like 
the moment's gonna happen. Time is like okay, time to catch the wave. Here we go. That's that's the only way I can be able to catch. Because if I think too much about it, I've missed it already. Yeah. Like, from, and there's there's that, elements yeah. of this too that are interesting in that, like, there are so many people that are like, oh, you just need to train this way, or you need to eat this way, eat this or you thing, sleep yeah. this much, or yeah. whatever. Like these these freaks that like they'll sleep fourteen hours a day or whatever. Yeah. Like how you train in something, or, you know, like obsessing about something mm-hmm. doesn't equate to success. Yeah. Like what works for you isn't going to work for me. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, your process is going to be different and like no matter who you are like from there, but I think well not that I don't think people should like not look at their process, but I think people get cut up in other people's processes mm-hmm. without like looking at themselves. Yeah. Like from there. Cause I think, well, it's like that com- it's a common magazine article, you know, like what was so-and-so's diet plan to get ripped, yeah. you know, from there. And it's okay. Like, I think, okay, there's, there's a good foundation to get at, but I think the biggest thing, well, I think especially for planning, a lot of people are big planners. But not a lot of people are big doers. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes with, like, the, the intelligence thing that you're talking about. I feel like, because, you know, I talk about this, too, with, um, you know, I have a, I have a friend who's very into uh, powerlifting. He's a powerlifting coach now. But we, we talk a lot about, you know, he's also very into basketball. We would just talk about, like, high successful athletes. You're like, all right. And he had this thing about like a mental house of cards, right? Sometimes it's actually good to be dumb because then your mental house of cards doesn't have to be that complicated. Like from there, you're able to like, you don't overthink things, Mm -hmm. right? You're just, I mean, like, you know, like you're talking about like the guy who wasn't that intelligent. Like he's not going to, and playing hockey, he's not going to overthink his shot, right? Pass, shoot, skate. Yeah, like that's that, all that, it that, is. That's all it is. That's all hockey is, right? Yeah, we go in there, we put the we Same put thing. the puck in the goal, yeah, and then that's it. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy though that like people spend so much time like trying to overanalyze these things, yeah. and even at a higher level too. Like all of this is supposed to be fun. Yes, like that's I, that's, that's, that's that's the thing. When people take like recreational things and make it like not fun, I'm yeah, like, I was like, well, you've totally missed the point. Yeah, yeah. it just, I don't. I would prefer that if I spend all of my life like taking nothing seriously. Like that is yeah. my goal end state to where like something happens and like oh whatever. Yeah. Like that's when I'm at my happiest. Being like super high strung and tight like it is the worst feeling. Like you're just sitting with a ball of expectations and everything is just letting you down. Yeah, like, that, that's just like yeah, that sounds that sounds like a life I don't need. Yeah. Like from there. Yeah. And and a lot of those expectations, at least for me, like they've stemmed from stuff that's just stupid. Like, mm-hmm. like so many people are wrapped up in like making X amount of money. Yeah. And like, if I just make this money, then I'm gonna be able to get this car and like get to this <laughs> desired state. And you're like, dude, you don't. Okay, one, your yeah. car's fine. Yeah. Nobody's gonna like you more. Or le- like they'll probably like you less if you get a nicer car because. You yeah. all you're gonna do is talk about your stupid, about fucking, your stupid car, fucking car, and yeah. and also like you're gonna be that guy that bought a car to look cool. Look cool. So we're definitely gonna make fun of you. So now you're definitely less cool for doing. Yeah, that. yeah. It's it, it's just like just be you. Like yeah. just be you. Don't worry about like how everybody else yeah. perceives you. And there are gonna be people that don't like you. Like I yeah. know there are people that don't like me. Yeah, that's okay. There's people that don't like, like well there's a Australian guy who really hates me yeah, for some yeah. reason. But that that's not letting me down. If anything that gives that's hilarious. But no, but back to your point about yeah, 
uh, I mean, really, about being loose, like, I'm loose. Yeah, I try to be loose as possible, like, you know, especially, like, especially, like, when stuff... Well, my job is pretty inconsequential. I mean, I'm a, I'm a server at a restaurant, but I see some people get, like, so high-strung about orders. I'm like, man, that doesn't affect me. I yeah. mean, they can get angry at me, but cool. I mean, I'm not going to get angry at them. That's just going to put me in their level of being angry about, I don't know, them not getting food at the right time. I'm like, I'm not going to let that negative energy get to me. And <laughs> one nice thing about, like, all these outlets you have yeah. is you always have that in the back of your head of, like, I just have to do this for four or eight hours, yeah. and then I can get the fuck out of here. I get the like, fuck out of here. I don't, yeah. like, you're not going home. Yeah. I'm sure you're not going home and being like, you know what, Jessica from work today, she yelled at me because of the asparagus. Yeah. And, you know, I hate Jessica so much, and then the next time you see Jessica, you just want to punch her in the face. And, yeah. like, it. some of this, like, not having creative outlets for people... It's just oh, hyper. Cr- yeah, hyper stresses. No, no, that's actually that's very true. They have no, they have nothing to get out their emotional energy. They just like, go to Facebook that. and start yeah. posting stuff, and yeah. like it, it's crazy. Like I yeah. work with so many people right now that I don't. I of the people that I work with, I don't think I could count more than one hand of people that are enjoying their daily life yeah and like it's basically just they're working for their next vacation yeah and i don't understand that mindset like every single day is just to get me to this state and then so imagine going on that vacation like you get to SeaTac, and there's the line is half an hour longer than you think my fucking vacation's ruined like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go home now and like you you have all your expectation on whether or not this thing that you've built up in your head is gonna go well and like no exactly you could be living what you want your life to look like right now there's no reason the only reason why is because you're like married to a mortgage or like something that you bought because you thought it was gonna make you happy or, Or, or the biggest thing like in your mind you made it not possible like from there, well, it's, it's like it's like what you're talking about in terms of, uh, oh crap, in terms of like you know making it, or in terms of like you know that it's like that idea. Like, oh, once I get there, like it's this it's it's this magical place that's never gonna happen. Yeah, you know, it's like because it doesn't exist for anyone. Exactly, it's living in the future, and that the future isn't that that's not real. If know? it does exist. It's happening for people that cut a lot of corners and did some really screwed up stuff, yeah. or they're super talented. Yeah. Either way, like if you had to suck a dick to get to the top, like that's your deal. Like I, yeah. I don't want to be the guy that sucked a dick to get to the top. Yeah, and I know then, that I'm not like the most gifted person on the planet, so yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. Being okay with that is fine. Like, yeah, it's, I think it's being okay with yourself. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, another thing, back to like the point about. You know, the people, this is like way back then, when we were talking about like the people that when they find out you do comedy and then they get kind of like bouncy. No, because they realize like I could, it's almost like, okay, it's like that old like self help thing. I think it was Tony Robbins that said it. It's like the people's greatest fear isn't that they can't do anything, it's that they can do everything. It's because, no, because it's like that responsibility, because then the responsibility of why they're not successful falls onto them yeah and that's a great weight they don't want and yeah that's why they want to not think about that and they push away their responsibility but like i said like talking about problems like that's a problem i'm i'm gonna take on like my own success my own happiness is all about it's really all about what i do you know i don't give a shit about what happens like you know what my outside 
life is like that's I mean that's the wave that's happening I just gotta find a way to make this wave and yeah it's just a matter of like handling that there's nothing in my life that's gonna happen that won't stop me from going after the problems I want that's yeah. just like the kind of you know mentality I'm taking because I, I know that from fighting I'm transferring that to like comedy and I'm just figuring out a life where I can because uh, yeah I don't work for a vacation like if anything I do something I love every day whether yeah. it's like comedy whether it's martial arts whether it's I don't know watching anime or something or playing Pokemon but it's like I honestly every I can find like enjoyment out of every day and that's I'm not gonna focus on the fucking negative because what's the point of that that's gonna help that's gonna help me living yeah. this way though like I lived so long where I was on the other side of that coin yeah and I feel like three months ago or four months ago I figured that out and like it's like hacking I'm like, the matrix yeah, yeah. dude I, I feel like yeah. I'm in this fantasy world where it's <laughs> like I could be living like this all the time and it, yeah. it's really just making some pretty small changes to where you're like look it's okay that I don't want a life that like everybody else has like I yeah. don't I don't want a picket fence and like a, yeah. a pickup truck and like yeah. a bunch of responsibilities like i didn't like chores as a kid yeah why would i want them as an adult yeah like <laughs> if you shirked them as a kid why would, yeah it's it doesn't yeah. make any sense so yeah. i i just i don't know what it is or if it's just me as a person i felt like there was a lot of pressure like because my brothers both got married they're yeah. like it's that collective consciousness though it's like that you know it's a literal change of society going like because I think, especially like when you don't have a direction, people or you know like some kind of you know some kind of thing that's driving you, it's easy to get swayed by what everyone else is doing. Yeah, you get pulled by that. <laughs> the way like it's almost like creativity is kind of like a gauntlet and or like a rocket, and it's like taking you past the past the gravity effect of like expe- societal expectations. Yeah. like from there, it's like because you know no one's asking. <laughs> No one asked Eddie Murphy, hey, man, what are you going to do? Like, aren't you going to get a real job? Yeah. You know, from there? It's it's like, no, that never occurred to him. Or no one asked, like, that's like asking, I don't know, like some great basketball, like, you know, LeBron James. Like, hey, man, what do you, what do, you do if basketball doesn't work for yeah. you? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. There's, yeah. there's just, like, so much joy to in the process. Like, it's not, yeah. you're not doing it. I, I heard this line, like, it like when you're throwing a frisbee to a dog yeah like if you have a treat in there initially they're getting it for the treat yeah and then eventually like the frisbee like throwing the frisbee and returning it becomes the joy like yeah and i think anything creative is like that like initially like this is kind of work and this is but it gets to a point where like the entire thing is enjoyable. Yeah. And if you build up that muscle to where, like, it doesn't feel like you're, oh, I have to write or I have to do anything. Like, the biggest breakthrough I had was just do the creative stuff that you want to do that day. Yeah. Like, if you don't feel like podcasting, don't podcast. Like, What, what a it, novel idea. Yeah, yeah. It's and But having some kind of idea of, like, this is what I want to hold myself accountable to is also good. Like, yeah. if you want do like 10 podcasts in 10 months or something like that's that's a reasonable expectation work it in because there is an element of if you don't have 
any structure, yeah. it's very easy to once you fall off, yeah. like start making excuses and then you're out. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's that balance once again of like art and craft, mm-hmm. right? Like how yeah, how good is your structure, but then how good is your creativity? It's like you know, it's the thing is like sometimes the people with the most structure are the least creative, and then the people that are the most creative have the least structure. Yeah. So you kind of need something in the middle to be successful because if you're if you have no structure, then you're not doing anything. Yeah. When if you have so much structure, but you're not creative, then what you're doing maybe not is not the best. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's there's a batting average to this. Like it is when you talk to really good baseball players, like they know that they're not going to hit the ball every time they go to the plate. Yeah. It's really fucking hard to write a really good joke. <laughs> a really good joke. Yeah. Like it yeah. it hits. 30% of the time yeah. for the best people. Yeah. And like it's figuring like not being stuck on something and be like, you know, I I know there's something here. It's like there's a 70%. Like if something's not working, your ego's in it. Like just let it go. Maybe yeah. you can come back to it or whatever. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. You just like it's not ready or you need to map it to something different or whatever. Yeah. But the it's not it is not going to work every single time. You're not going to have good sets every single time. You're not, yeah. and the same thing with fighting. Like you, yeah. Same if, thing with anything. It's like same thing with basketball. You expect, oh man, all my shots aren't going in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, how bad? How boring yeah. would it be if yeah. it wasn't? If that it was way? Like, yeah, if it was a hundred percent every time. That'd yeah, be fucking boring. What's the point? Of, uh, yeah, or all your strikes landed when you were fighting. Yeah, all you hit the baseball every time. It's just like yeah. playing rookie. Yeah. on any video game like yeah. you, at some point There's you just no, get bored yeah, yeah cause but it's once again where the work is the reward yeah the cha- it's in the challenge cause you know it's it's not cause you know it's not easy that's that's the thing that's why when you see someone that can you know play a video game it's like I don't know play Halo like legendary like oh damn cause you knew this, the odds were against them yeah from there or when you see like a good comedian like oh wow he's getting that's hard. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I personally know that's difficult. When you see like a good fight, oh, that's that's difficult. What that person's doing, or when you see anyone good, like if if it wasn't hard, then they would then there'd be no point in being good at it. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. It's funny that you use that analogy for video games because I do think that when you're doing creative stuff, yeah, like it's kind of like a real life video game. Yeah. Like, where you would just be in the basement as a kid for like eight hours and it would never what you're doing is essentially like you're working at something yes but it's enjoyable because you're figuring things out you're problem solving problem like you're, solving enjoyably yeah there. yeah and there is a burnout at some point like you get to a point where you're like okay this just isn't fun anymore i just can't figure this out yeah but you tend to go back to it like there's yeah. always like you know i want to go back to that and there's something very similar to comedy in that way to where like if you just keep doing it consistently like you see these incremental improvements you regress and you come back to it and like it's it's the most fun thing i've ever done oh oh, definitely but yeah it's it's that it's keeping in that state of play oh yeah is is what's important because it's like it's like the same thing for fighting like if i mean all right super serious put my serious fist here and i'm punch i'm like no, that's like that gets very that gets very tiring. Yeah, you know from the, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, like that's like, the thing. I not, go, 
yeah. serious. It's comedy. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they yeah. would name it something different if that wasn't the case. Exactly. But I think that's the thing with anything, right? Like, it's like, you know, when you're playing basketball, you're like, all right, I'm here to win. Yeah. I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess you, you're doing competitive, but you're here you're, to play. To play. Yeah. I think that concept of play is lost. And I think, well, it's very apparent when you're around people that don't have a, mount, a lot of play. Oh right? yeah, because they're because they're lifeless. Yeah, you know it's. Just, I mean, it's like it really is like back to the thing about, you know, when you're kids or when you're when you're a kid and you enjoyed like life every day because you're playing every yeah. day, right? And then that's the thing, man. Like if anything, okay, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a kid. Yeah, I try. I'm trying to enjoy my life every day, and I'm really getting to that point where, man, I just enjoy my life like more and more. Oh yeah, as as it goes on, especially because I'm finding things to play with and things I enjoy. I'm like, well, what's not to love about that? But I was told almost everything the opposite as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. when life grows up, you're gonna, it's going to get super hard, and no one's going to laugh, and bills, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. It's a choice, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, it's a choice I to let that happen. Yeah. Even I'm in a pretty like structured workplace environment, Yeah. and you can see the play versus workers instantaneously. And there is no correlation between whether somebody is successful or not at their job if they're super serious or they are they have a fun loving spirit like you can be very good at your job and be playful yeah it's it's a mindset it's an attitude it's it doesn't need to be like life does not need to be super serious all the time there are moments where like tragic things happen or whatever and it's not the most appropriate to joke but like that's what comedy is in a lot of ways it's like this relief from yeah. the seriousness of life and like to always be in that release state it's like being on yeah. drugs all the time yeah like you just you something happens you're like well this isn't a big deal because i'm gonna make it funny in a little yeah. bit or oh yeah no no exactly and that's no that's what i think about in terms of like, like look at my life in a humorous lens because yeah you know serious things do happen but it's like what's what's the point of taking things too seriously yeah you know is especially like i think one of the big reliefs for me is i remember i was i remember i used to be like so concerned about man i'm gonna die and then that's like i don't know some kind of caused me like a lot of anxiety i guess like when i was a kid and then and then it got to a point where like man who really cares at, at that point because really it's like that's it's a very selfish thing really i'm like, like man it's a very selfish thing to be for me to be so attached to my life and then there was this i remember there was like this high school experiment or it was like a like an English prompt where it's like, hey, you're on your way to a funeral. And then I'm like, okay, on the way to a funeral. And then the you know, big reveal is like, yeah, everyone's on their way to their own funeral. So are you going to enjoy your way there or are you going to like worry about it? I was yeah. like, you know, that's that's very true. And that just made me think about, man, what what kind of story am I writing in terms of my own life story? And it's like, is it a story I want to read? And then, and then if it's not, then, what, then what's the point of that? And I was like, okay, I'm going to try to make it kind of gives me. I'm trying to make an enjoyable life story. Yeah. And because I want to enjoy my life every day, and uh, yeah, because really it's a selfish thing. Back again, like, why wouldn't I want an enjoyable story? And that's and really that's what I'm trying to craft every day. And I think day. there is this one element to this that I try and be cognizant of is I'm doing all these things, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy doing them, but. At its core, a lot of it is selfish, right? Like, I'm doing this because I feel like I'm getting better at something or whatever. And if I'm doing it to get better at it, that's not the right reason to be doing it. Mm. To do it, to enjoy it, and enjoy the people that I'm around, 
to me is like the right reason. And I have to keep that ego in check because if I'm trying to climb a ladder or get to that destination point, it's very easy to get into that mindset. Yeah, where you're like... Where you're like, I don't know, put the blinders on and try to keep going. Nobody yeah. grows like that too yeah. creatively. Like, you grow through each other. Yeah. And it's it's a flawed notion. And at the same time, like, I don't know if you have this balance issue at all, but, like, balancing the people that are outside of those groups oh, yeah. with this, like, I'm really struggling with that at days. Like, it, And I know, like, I talked to Jack about it last night. Like, it's... There are times where I'm just like being around just comedy people I like better because I don't I don't know if it's an avoidant thing or or what but yeah. it just I don't want to be around those negative energy people. Yeah. And when you're in that state of flow like it just it sucks being around people that are super serious. <laughs> no, no, it, it really does. no I understand what you mean. It's like I kind of get into a similar thing when I, I just want to be around people that fight because, you know, like, oh, I want to get into that kind of warrior kind of thing. Okay, this is what we're doing. And that that never gets tiring for me because, I mean, that's that's what I enjoy. But we also, you know, joke a lot from there. And I also like being around, obviously, I like being around a bunch of comedians. I, we, I find <laughs> we're very relatable yeah. in, in terms of that sense. But um, I think I think the big thing for me is I like having people that are outside the things that I enjoy because it gives me more perspective. I guess, like, once again, to, like, what regular life is. It just depends on, like, how like how in tune are they, though. Because, you know, we all have those... It's it's kind of like, you know, being in touch with your high school friends and it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> that guy's a loser. Or, yeah. you know, this person... We have nothing in common anymore. Yeah. Like, what what the hell? But um, I, I just enjoy being around... Um, I guess you know, there are a select few people that I still know from high school and i guess the reason that we like stay in contact was i just realized that oh no these people they're just you know good energy people and they just happen to uh it's also good like benchmark kind of thing you know it's like oh shit because this person knew me when i was here yeah and now i'm here and they can because you know once again to that third person perspective right because we you know we're with ourselves each day Mm -hmm. we don't really know it's like you know when you're a kid you don't know how much you grow Right, but when you see like I don't know a, a relative that you hadn't seen in a long time, they remark on how much you've grown. Yeah, and that's the same thing I get a notion of when I see people that I knew back then, and they talk to me like, "Oh shit, you've actually." I kind of get the opposite thing. I think a lot of people <laughs> that I haven't changed at all. Yeah, and it kind of shows. Oh, maybe that's right. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's I, I've been happy and you're not. So maybe. Well, wouldn't some type consistency of that. Yeah. show that you kind of know who you are? Yeah. No, I I definitely think so. Like, if you're yeah. constantly somebody that changes every five years, that's I think that's kind of indicative that indicative. you don't have an idea of who your identity is. Exactly. And I think everybody goes through cycles of that. Yeah. But like, if you get to a point where you are consistently consistent patrolo, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> consistent patrolo, yeah, like a level. But um, no, I definitely think yeah, it's like. I think that's yeah. I think who told me that? But yeah, I was a friend that yeah that I was I was talking to that's gonna become a doctor or is well actually he is a doctor now. But yeah, he was like yeah man. I remember just saying we're just we're just catching up. But yeah, he goes like yeah I remember what you were talking about. Or he he knew me as like a very funny guy and knew me as like someone that was also very tough. And he was like well yeah it makes 
perfect sense that you're now a martial arts instructor yeah. <laughs> and and a comedian. I was like, yeah, that you, you could see that. But it's funny him because for him, since he's in that third person, it was so clear for him to see. But like for me, I didn't quite see like because you know when you kind of get wrapped up in your own viewpoint, you yeah. don't really know where you're going in terms of that sense. Yeah, it's. When, yeah. I had this thing like every five years I'd look back and I'm like, why was I wearing that hat? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I just question, hope. Yeah. I'm like crossing my fingers that at 35 I look back and I'm like, at 35, I am not like, why was I doing stand up comedy? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things. And it, oh. it very much could be the case. Yeah. But. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, though. No, it's... Like, I mean, what, I guess it is growth. Yeah. But painful growth. Yeah, painful. I think growth, in terms, is painful. Yeah. Uh, growing pains, yeah. Yeah. Because I think gro- growth does occur... You have to... Nothing's going to grow unless you put it in an environment where it has to grow. That That's just how it is. You have to put yourself in a state of uncomfortability yeah like from there and i think i think that's it <laughs> whether it's a hat yeah it's or, uh, i've learned the hard way it's yeah, like dude your yeah. head doesn't work with hats like yeah. stop doing it <laughs> well, dude i think we gotta run I think we, to, yeah i think we gotta run can but, i uh just plug the pod and stuff yeah man go but, ahead yeah, what's yeah this? so it's on instagram at fatim and friends uh available on spotify soundcloud and itunes and then Instagram for Beefcake and Butterball. It's at Beefcake and Butterball. Nice. Cool. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for being on, Adam. All right. Adam Till, everybody.